The, the, the winter is approaching fast. It's the end of uh, autumn here, and uh, it's quite cold. And mm-hmm. I, I hate winters. So. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hello, FBI. <laughs> I'm uh, Radu Jude from CIA, and also I'm uh, a filmmaker from Romania. <laughs> The film I've done, it's called Bad Luck Banging or Looney Porn in English. That's the English title, which is an accurate translation of the Romanian title. And uh, it's a very local film. So if you want to find something out uh, about a country that probably you don't even know where it is, Thank you so much for joining me on Movies, Movies, Movies. I'm so excited to talk to you. I genuinely am. The queer aesthetics of the film and also the film history that you pack into this and the allusions to to cinema and film theorists was really exciting to me. So I'm really keen to get into that. But we're not going to nerd out too much because... I don't think a lot of my listeners know who Eisenstein is, but maybe we can like throw to him at some point. But I wanted to start by saying that when I was in high school, I had uh, an incident or my school had an incident where a student found a teacher that was in a porno or in a porn film. And in the gymnasium, she was teaching a class and he called her out and basically pulled up the video and was like, is this you? And she got so humiliated. She burst into tears and she like ran out the door dead silence in the gymnasium. The student was suspended, kicked out straight away, and the school kind of never addressed it. But I think the outcome was that that was super inappropriate. And regardless of what she did in the past, it's never okay to like dock someone or out them. So I know this is a really basic question, but I wanted to ask if this film that you've made is inspired by a real experience or a real story in a school. Uh, not by uh, my by my story, but there were uh, several cases in the press uh, many many years ago, like 2010, even before. Uh, one involved a teacher doing a webcam, doing a live cam thing. One involved a teacher who made a, a video like that in the film, and it but it was not the case itself that prompted my attention, because it was mostly in the tabloid press. Uh, it was before social networks or before so social networks were so important. Uh, so the, what, what prompted my attention was the hundreds of comments on the websites, on the news website, you know, in the comment section. And it was like hundreds of saying, oh, this slut should be kicked out. This bitch is not a real teacher. She's horrible. She's, you know, all the, 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 the horrible comments you can imagine were there. And, uh, and, and that stuck in my, in my mind. Uh, for years before I decided to make the film. Actually, you know, it's very interesting because uh, I, I think it's interesting because the, 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 the desire to, to do it was that at some point, years after I had with a group of friends, I'm a parent myself, I have two kids and uh, we had a discussion about education and somebody at some point mentioned the case like that. And all of a sudden, 
between us we were six people i think two groups formed immediately in one minute uh, one group for the teacher and one against and the discussion was so high that almost we end up killing each other you know so i said well if, if this story prompts such a big uh, reactions it must be something deeper so i started to research and then i said i will make a film about that when when you were developing the film and when you were researching did you feel like you were speaking on behalf of the comment section or the people who were the victims of the outing well i think it's obvious that i'm i'm uh, i'm closer to the victim of uh, of that but uh, in order to make the film i wanted to somehow be uh, not objective because i don't like the word but to present uh, all the 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 positions and and actually to make the film not about the story not about the 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 the, the situation the story with the video but what is around it what kind of society creates these reactions what kind of reactions there are what's the history you know because i felt that the story is important because it's right in the middle of the uh, at the crossroads of discussions about rights sexuality representation uh, women rights women representation the digital world uh, morality uh, coupled with technology and what does change politics of the body and of the representation of the body all of these things i think get together in this small tabloid like story somehow and i think that's why i, I made the film in a way with all due respect you are a man uh, i'm curious how how did you approach the subject matter knowing that you don't have first hand experience i actually don't know maybe you have had a porno of you leaked on the internet but you are not the woman in the film i am presuming no and of course you know this is a, a question which is uh, extremely important but i um, i still believe that uh, or i try to make films where um, where I'm not using my experiences. I think that's a very romantic way of uh, of uh, doing things and, and there's a lot it's like a mantra in in film schools nowadays you know do your own experience so, so, which which ends up in making uh, extreme in some cases most of the cases extremely narcissistical films about uh, your own experiences which can be very good but at some point I always felt the need uh, in the last years at least to go to point the camera so to speak towards the the other uh, people to other worlds to 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 something that i don't know in a way and uh, for instance i made a film about roma uh, slavery in the 19th century and before called aferim and i'm not a roma myself i made a few films about uh, the extermination of the uh, jews by the um, uh, romanian army in the second world war where romania was an ally with the nazi germany and i'm not a jew myself so i try to but i try to have this position very clear from the beginning so when people ask me you're a man so there's a lot of male gaze and i'm a heterosexual man not only a man uh, there's a lot of male gaze into that i would say yes i know and i assume it i'm not trying to say that uh, the film is made like in an object yeah it's the point of view of a of a man of a white man heterosexual mm -hmm. and, and and i still have the the feeling that if you do it and assume this position it, it's okay 
So yeah, it's a lot of it's mm. a lot of, of discussions about that. If I would be an Australian, for instance, like uh, I don't know, do you know this film by Soda Jerk called Terror Nullius? Love Soda Jerk, fantastic film. I think maybe yes, the only, yes. I think an argument that someone could make uh, to um to find a fallacy in your film is that they would want uh, an actual sex worker or someone that has worked in the porn industry to direct the film. But I obviously understand your point of view. Yes, of course, but uh, they can make it. Why not? For, for <laughs> instance, so that I don't know if they are, uh, if they are indigenous. I don't know how you, you have in Australia. Totally. I don't know how, how it's called that. I think they're Australians. And the, but the issue behind that film is the extermination of the indigenous population by the Australians. So, so I think, they speak from this uh, mm. side. Totally. Have you ever watched ContraPoints on YouTube? No, no. What, what's the name? She's a, a ContraPoints. She's a, a Marxist. ContraPoints. P- ContraPoints. She's a Marxist PhD student who makes videos about like capitalism, Marxism, uh-huh. homophobia, men, incels. She like goes into the very dark corners of the internet and tries to make oh, video oh. essays about them. But um, she it's uses a lot of a lot of bisexual lighting, which I noticed in your film, the purple and the pink hu- hues uh-huh. at the end. Um, it was so similar to what the third part of the film is. And anyway, it just reminded me so much of your film. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I wonder if uh, you had ever watched her. No, but I will. Thank you for pointing it uh, out. My first impression of the film was that it was very Lars von Trier-ian. And I was wondering if you were worried about having the comparison made between you two as directors. Well, I don't have that problem at all uh, anyway, but I don't really see the connection with Lars von Trier. Mm. In uh, which you... Well, I think Lars von Trier makes films that are very... He, makes, he, he can make have structuralist elements and, you know, films that have components that allude to film history or asides that um, explain camera movements and it's very Brechtian in that way and I kind of feel like your film is tongue-in-cheek and meta in that way by spelling out things and having narration and subtitles and cue cards that explain what's happening and I feel like these techniques that are being employed that are very um, that kind of like make you think about formalism. Oh yes maybe in this way yes yes I can see what you what you mean Uh... No, I don't have any problem with that. Uh, I, I, and I think I, I'm a, myself as a filmmaker, I'm someone who is um, one of the filmmakers that was created in a way by watching films, by being a cinephile before going to the cinematic when I was a teenager and watching films and I don't know, reading. So I want to, to I'm always thinking in terms of, in relation with other genres, with uh, cinema, with cinema history. So I think this is why all these things are, are there, all these references. Mm-hmm. I, re- I watched an interview with you where you said that you're interested in freedom, in the freedom of making films, experimenting and trying things. What were you specifically experimenting with in this film, do you think? Oh, um, uh, this has to be a little bit uh, nuanced, first of all, I think. Uh, because you're a filmmaker as well, you know how the industry, or what is called industry, uh, because we don't really have an industry in Romania, you know, it's quite a small country with no, not a big cinema industry, but let's say the European industry, uh, where we belong to in a way. Uh, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of uh, pressure in order to make films which are it doesn't matter necessarily. It doesn't necessarily matter the topic, 
but the form it's they should be more or less traditionally told they will be more or less uh, um, structured in a certain way there's a lot of labs that uh, that uh, make the films uh, look very much like any other films and in this case for instance for me the the and that, that was a problem sometimes to at, at, at some point in financing the film was the fact that to structure it like that all of a sudden posed a lot of problems for some people people say well you know it's not a real structure this is too or the second part and that was for me the most experimental thing because i never done something like that where i use these uh, words on screen these quotations paired with some um, Mm. Uh, images and sounds and this is something that is maybe accepted in the world of essay films or video essays or but in a fiction film in a feature film mm. to put that uh, all of a sudden creates a kind of or it can create a reaction against it and the three endings so it, it was all these things together that, uh, that were, I don't know if they are experimental, uh, generally speaking, but for me, they were experimental. I so rarely see male frontal nudity in film. Uh, I think the last time I saw a dick in film was probably in a Gaspar Noé film. And I always want to ask people this question because I feel like the one of the ways that we can remove the male gaze or misogyny towards women by when their bodies are sexualized or when there's nudity of the female form is by showing male nudity up front. And your film opens with... Uh, such a front-on shot of like a male body completely nude but then there isn't that much more nudity throughout the film in a way that's that's like not heteronormative like I kept thinking when am I going to see some gay sex in this and there's a sequence where a woman is giving a man a blowjob and I thought this could have easily been two men having sex and then there's a woman with a vibrator masturbating, and I thought this could have been two men masturbating together. Well, you know, I, since I'm not gay myself, it's quite complicated for me to 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 do that. Uh, I wouldn't know how to relate to to that. To be honest, I like Bruce La Bruce films, for instance, a lot, mm. and uh, and there's a lot of gay sex in them, but. Um, no, unfortunately, I'm not able to do that, to be honest. There's a lot of, uh, not a lot. We didn't have uh, in Romania, uh, Romania, no, it's quite conservative uh, into that. And not only that, but uh, uh, the gay rights, I mean, uh, to be gay was a crime until 2001, when uh, only at the pressure of European Union that we wanted to join. But in 2017, we had a shameful referendum against gay rights, uh, marriage, gay, gay rights, which we don't have anyway. I mean, gay mm. people cannot marry, uh, but they wanted, they call it the referendum for the family. It was supposed to, how should I say, to, to be, uh, to block in the constitution, to put in the constitution that never uh, to, oh, the marriage rights is only for a man and a woman. And uh, well, I was, I'm very, I was very, very much publicly against this uh, referendum, and which was supported by a lot of people. In the end, because of a technical reason, it it didn't pass. Uh, but um, uh, I, uh, many of, you know, uh, 
people, including artists, including so-called intellectuals, voted for this referendum and supported it. And it was really horrifying to watch that. So and, until after that, I think there were two, maybe three films made by gay people and with gay uh, themes. Uh, and I, I, I think they are quite good films. One is called Soldiers by Ivana Mladenovic. The, uh, the other one is called uh, uh, Poppy Field. Poppy Field. It's about, uh, yes, Poppy Field by, by uh, a guy who's a young gay uh, theater director and filmmaker now. And I think, well, I couldn't, I couldn't be at their level into that because I'm not. I don't. Uh, I don't know the the, the the this world very much. Um, I think I have to wrap up pretty soon, so I'm going to ask you. No, we can of... stay. We can stay a little bit longer. Are you sure? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm watching the film and I'm thinking, how do you end the cycle? Um, beyond just explaining it, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Look, um. Well, it's uh, it's a big question to me, maybe too too big, uh, because I don't know. It's like the question that it, the, when I made Aferim, with, I told you it's a film about the uh, Roma slavery, and people ask me sometimes seriously, sometimes of course ironically. So, did the film change something about the racism in Romania? And of course, it didn't, because the film doesn't have the power to change the world. And I say that thank God, because. I wouldn't make films if I would can make a film if I can make a film and change the world. You know, mm. <laughs> the, the burden would be so big that I would stop making films mm-hmm. in a way, and, and that would be a trouble because anyway, you would have uh, one somebody making a film and changing the world into one direction, and then next day somebody makes a film in the other direction and change the world back again. You know, so. I mean, I remember I remember reading a story about um, a fantastic woman, which the Sebastian Lelio film you might have heard of it starred a trans woman a couple of years ago. When it won the Oscar, they influenced a bill that was um, passing at the moment about whether trans people could change their name. So I would argue that films can change the world. It's just about how you show them and how you present them. The, the, the Oscars can change the world. Yeah, the Oscars can change the Oh my God, stop. <laughs> no, um, actually, no. But, but you, you see, you, uh, the, the point is uh, exactly what I wanted to say, that the film cannot change, but can maybe uh, change the perspective of some people and little by little... Uh, uh, coupled with other things and with politics and Hannah Arendt has a wonderful text about that about how uh, uh, in order to change things you must go into politics and become mm. a politician if you really want to change because you can change them easier and and more effectively than with uh, with uh, with art but I, I believe what uh, another guy said Gilberto Perez who's a wonderful film theorist and critic he he his book, uh, marvelous book, is called the, the Material Ghost Films and Their Medium. And at some point, he said, "Well, maybe art cannot change the world, films cannot change the world, but at least they can point to what uh, what is to be changed." So it's a small step, but I'm not. Uh, I don't feel I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm in depth. I'm. I'm able to, to do more. Than so having that. said that. Um, how did you know when you were making the film you weren't endorsing the wrong ideas in the film and that you were like supporting the right ones? I'm I'm not trying to like trick you here. I'm actually curious because I know a lot of people want to make films about complicated dialecticals and how how do you know when you're making these things and you're organizing your images if you're supporting the wrong argument? How do you think about that? Well, that's... Um, I'm not sure I can answer to that because... Um, you never know what you're doing 
actually, to, to be honest, in the end. So it, it's always, um, and, and, and this is somehow obvious, I think, when you see older films, mm. and all of a sudden you can see in them things that from nowadays perspective, they seem, uh, well, uh, hard to grasp or hard to accept or, uh, but I think, uh, because I don't have an answer to that, I, of course, I try to be careful to, to, to these things, but in the same time, I'm, uh, I think that the film should provoke a, a debate, should provoke something, and uh, the film, if they exist, uh, for me, they exist, uh, uh, the, or the most important part is like uh, at the beginning of cinema, where people like Maybridge or Etienne Jules Marais was using cinema to, to study the reality, how a horse is galloping, I mean, these small things. And so for me, the, the, the film is a very descriptive uh, medium in a way. It's like a, like a microscope or something. And uh, if that is for good or for, for worse, I don't know. That's, uh, you have to do it in the, in the way that you think about it. And of course, there are some things that you can block and some things that you don't know and some things are supposed to be for instance i didn't want the film that was one of the things uh, that I, I knew from the beginning i didn't want the film to be very very uh, one-sided in a way uh, not to be not to have some problematical elements for instance there were some uh, feminist uh, persons that wrote that they felt bad that the fact that the film uh, staged a blowjob at the beginning. Staged it? Or was that fake? No, that it's... Oh, that it's there. Oh, right. Why not a cunnilingus, they said. And I knew that to, to put it, uh, the blowjob, I knew that uh, it will create for some people a bit of attention, but I think it's, it's important to be there exactly for that, not to be a one-sided uh, film which is completely with no um, uh, risk, in a way. So I said, yeah, I, I want it to be more dialectical in a way so you can have speak about this woman and uh, the rights and what etc uh, etc et but showing it also with this blowjob and not to have it you know uh, very very uh, one-sided you know this is the longest conversation i've had about a blowjob with a straight man by the way <laughs> sometimes i think uh, i think we live in a world where um more and more uh, people are somehow refusing other points of view. And I think that's a mistake because uh, even, you know, I'm on Facebook and sometimes uh, when you see somebody having a, of course, now there's, uh, for, for everybody, we, we, we all have our uh, criteria and uh, resistance and, and our values. But I used at some point to, to do unfriend to a lot of people with very opposing views to my own, very conservative people. And, so and now I don't do it. Now I keep them in my list because I said I, that I want to, 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 how should I say, how, how is it in English? To, to, to be in, in to see there's these opinions, not to hide them away. Yeah. Uh, and it's like the same with art. I think there's a lot of great conservative art. If you read the, the books of Louis Ferdinand Céline, it's extremely cynical and extremely, uh, you know, it makes you, it infuriates you, but they are beautiful in, 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 in another sense. And I think it's, it's good to be able to confront, that's the word, to confront your opinions mm -hmm. with others. 
there's a feminist uh, thinker which I like a lot called Nina Power. Mm-hmm. And uh, she wrote a text uh, which I totally agree about. Um, well, not about cancel culture itself, but about the, the the quick reactions that some situations provoke. And she said that some things, including works of art, need more time in order to to be acknowledged and judged or criticized. Doesn't matter. For instance, she gave the example of Pasolini's film called uh, Salo or the Gomorrah's Days. And she said that for her, it took years to find a way to understand that film. I feel that way about Blue, about Blue is Warmest Color, the French film that came out about 10 years ago about the two lesbian lovers, because um, the director was cancelled and revealed that he was, uh, you know, hurting people on set or something. But I felt like the depiction of homophobia in a French school, I went to a French school growing up, the depiction of homophobia was so realistic. It was completely true to my experience and... I have like a weird defense for the film in that way. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, can, I can see. So yeah, I think things, things are sometimes more complex than... Uh, and I like when things are complex, to be honest. I, I like things that are more, more uh, rough and not very polished in one way or another, aesthetical or ideological. It's the same. No, no way. But and what, what is the, the limit to that? I don't know. And I think art, uh, art is the one that can, uh, can, uh, can, uh, can help us find these uh, borders, you know. There was also another, for instance, there was another uh, critical comment about the film regarding the last uh, scene. Mm-hmm. The last, they say, well, you know, we live in a rape culture and you do that. And don't, aren't you afraid that in a way you just... Uh, make uh, endorsement for this and of course one can frame it in this way Uh, but i believe that the film is of course in the opposite and it's so cartoonish and it's so uh, (laughs) in the um, in the uh, related with the story and it's a kind of imagined revenge against those people who probably this would be their most fear their biggest fear and and showing that so I think I, I find it very difficult to see that scene as uh, endorsement for raping. We have a lot of listeners that listen to the show who are first-time filmmakers or who are getting into the industry, and I hate to ask you for tips and advice because that can be so boring to ask of someone that makes films, but is there anything that you could share with the listeners who want a little inspiration spark to get them to make their first work? Well, I think uh, there's a lot, but <laughs> I, I need <laughs> advices myself. Mm. At some point, I, I and I, I always read these advices from other filmmakers, you know, and the best one I found, especially at my age, and now I, I became a little bit fatter, I tried to lose some weight, is what Steven Spielberg said at some point that a, a filmmaker... Needs to work out, needs to work out. He has, he has to be in a good shape and to, to, be, to, 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 to do work out because, uh, yeah, I, I did a short film uh in summer for two days and my knees were hurting from going from one place to another i said what the fuck am i in such a bad shape and yeah the answer is yes so work out i think i'll leave it at that if that's okay because i do have to run and get on to the next thing but thank you so much for sharing everything with me thank you and the film is brilliant thank you so much this podcast is produced by fbi radio in sydney Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.